Hey guys, welcome back to the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. Boop, boop. You're on episode number 37. And get out your little Canadian flags, everybody, because my guest, she's Canadian. Not only is she Canadian, she is a fellow British Columbian. When I find this out, I totally geek out. Um, yeah, I think that was before I hit record. Thank God. Anyways, Julie McCopin today is talking to us all about why maybe you should consider getting certified as a pre and postnatal yoga instructor. So Julie owns Moga Moms, which helps develop courses and programs and classes and all kinds of things for people internationally as well as locally. Specifically, we're talking about her pre and postnatal yoga certification course. It's just launching. I think yesterday they had their big, big, big launch. So this is super exciting that the next day I get to flood even more traffic to their site. Right, guys? Right. So we're talking all about why if you're a yogi, you might want to include this into your tool belt to be able to provide yoga to all types of clients. Maybe you're a pregnant mom and you just want to learn how to move your body better and just take better care of yourself in this new time, right? Or maybe you're on baby number two and number three and these things didn't happen when you had your first baby. I kind of go down that rabbit hole a little too much. Julie, bless your little heart. You really stuck with me there. But I think by like the half an hour mark where I'm like, this wasn't a thing when I was pregnant. You really, you, you held space for me there, girl. Thanks. I appreciate it. Anyways, dig into this episode. It's super fun. Go check out her website and this incredible certification course. You guys, it's online and it's work at your own pace. And you'll be able to hear her describe it better than I can. But literally, she has thought of every single thing that you would need to be successful at this. So check out that program. Listen to the episode. And if you're ready for us, away we go. Welcome to the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. I'm your host, Karina Lanting, a holistic entrepreneur and gluten-free goddess swimming into your eardrums from the west coast of Canada. hey So did you ever have a phrase that just kind of followed you around? Talks Too Much was on pretty much every report card I think I ever had, and I never really did see it as a bad thing, you know? Today I'm using my gift to talk too much about issues that are important to me and my community. The Karina Talks Too Much podcast is a place where women gather for inspiration, education, and to engage in the sisterhood of running wild into our greatness. Listen in on my conversations with inspiring guests, where we share real talk discussions about issues that face women every day in life and business. We talk too much about our daily habits and health and wellness, our mentorships, and systems we use to rise up and get you excited about what your next steps could look like. So get inspired to run wild with your own goals by learning from my flawless guests on the show. That's right, flawless and awesome, I went there. And be sure to hang out with us online at all our favorite social hotspots. Warm up your coffee and tighten that top knot boo-boo. Get ready to settle in for the next 30 minutes with me as I introduce you to your next best friend. Hey Julie, welcome to the show. So glad to have you. Hi, Karina. I'm so happy to be here. So today, Julie's joining us from Kamloops, BC. What, what? A fellow British Columbian on the show. This never happens, you guys. So it's so exciting for me. Today, Julie and I are going to be talking all about pre and postnatal yoga online training and what that could mean 
for you. So that sounds super long and vague and descriptive, and I'm going to let her kind of describe it because that's not my wheelhouse. It's hers. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So I have a company called Moga Moms. And what we do is we've taken our years of experience working with moms, working with mom-focused businesses, teaching yoga to moms. And we've come up with a program to help people become pre and postnatal yoga teachers for moms that really make huge impact on the lives of the moms in their communities. So um, we do this all online and I say huge impacts and you know, yes, it is a yoga teacher training, but the impact is the main thing I wanna communicate because um, pre and postnatal yoga teachers just have such a um, ability to make a huge difference in the lives of the moms that they come across when those moms are in really vulnerable places. So that is what we're all about. So did this develop recently? Like, I'll tell you, I have a 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 6-year-old. And in my first two pregnancies, there wasn't really prenatal yoga. There was no classes I could really attend. I knew that it was something I wanted to do. And so I ended up sourcing like a, like a water yoga or an aquafit kind of class. And me, along with the other 65-year-olds, had a really great time. <laughs> I did feel like having a shared experience with people that were going through the same thing as me at the same time would have been a lot more powerful. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Aquafit actually sounds amazing to me right now. I'm like, wait, you were surrounded by people? What was that like? I forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, prenatal yoga is definitely exploding. Mom and baby as well. Mom and baby is, I feel like, relatively newer even than prenatal. But, um, you know, we keep track, obviously, as um, company owners, keep track of um, how these things are trending. And prenatal yoga in uh, Google searches alone has like tripled, like it's like up like 300% or whatever in the last uh, three years. So definitely, I would say my first is four and when four and a half. And when I was pregnant, there was maybe like one offering in my hometown. And now there's like four different places offering it. So it's definitely exploding and a great way, um, one, for moms to connect and meet with other people and prepare for childbirth and all that jazz, but also for yoga teachers to do something that kind of makes a bigger difference. So a lot of yoga teachers, you know, start out just teaching regular classes, a drop-in classes, and then eventually they're like, I kind of want more. And this is a way that you can really um, make an impact on the mat, but also off the mat. You're teaching people these tools, moms, these tools that they're going to use in their childbirth experience. They're going to use postpartum. They're going to use throughout mothering. Like we all know as mothers that like some deep breathing is a good tool every once in a while. Um, so it's just a really all around amazing offering. So I can imagine like for myself, when I had kids, none of my friends were having kids. And so the friends that I made at like prenatal class, like just those like Lamaze classes, I'm still friends with them because we went through something like at the same time. And that's such a powerful experience. And today living in the world that we're in and just kind of plowing forward during this pandemic and doing an online teaching training, how can you facilitate that same sort of bond, right? And because that I'm sure happens within your units that you're you're teaching, right? People connect, they're doing the same thing. They're probably inspired to do that same thing for the same reasons. Mm -hmm. It's an online place um, providing that same sense of connection, do you feel? 
Totally. I think this is a question we get a lot. I think especially, I will say yoga is probably one of the industries that has been late to um, the roll call for online learning. Like definitely um, this period of quarantine, I think has like been the push um, to push more yogis online and more yoga teachers online to learn. But uh, I think we've been like the holdouts of like, you can't learn online, like it's all about in person. And I think that there's so many ways that you can engage online. Um, we have a Facebook community just for our instructors. We do weekly live coaching calls with our instructors. So we get everyone on video. And I know like everyone's tapped out on Zoom meetings right now, but it really is nice to get all the people who are going through the same thing on video connecting. Plus, you know, in-person is great. I will not, like, I love in-person training. It all has its place, but it's kind of like comparing, like, going to a movie versus going to the theater. Like, they're just different, and you can connect with both ways. You're just doing it differently. So um, I really love that, like, online is super accessible. You can get, like, a wider range of people. You can connect with people from all over the world who have different experiences and wisdom to share versus just connecting with somebody in your community. So there's there's actually like, you know, it's kind of your mindset. You can see it as like, you can't connect as well. Or you can see it as like, actually, there's like unlimited potential online to connect all the time totally. and in all these different ways. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You're giving me chills. I think yeah. that because so many people with this pandemic, we're feeling like our life has to stop. And this is a way where you can still go forward and do the things that you want to do and get your certification and get your training or whatever it is you want to do, right? Like it's not always um, it's yoga teaching. For me, I've gone back to school and all of my university classes are online. And that's something that I at first struggled with because my kids were home too. But now, you know, their school is going back and I'm kind of going back and it's just all what you make of it, right? How you choose to let this situation define you is going to kind of really help you either go backwards or go forwards, I think. Yeah, 100%. I mean, so much in our life is how we look at it. And I choose to see online learning as just like huge potential of this, you know, being quarantined and um, maybe having more time on your hands or less time on your hands if you're stuck home with your children. I get it. Um, is just a really big opportunity to kind of step back and say, like, what can I do to use this time to grow? And to come back, because like in-person offerings for yoga, like for anything in person in general, it will come back, everyone. We are not going to be stuck in our houses yeah. for the rest of the, our lives. So instead, we could see this as an opportunity to really um, grow in areas that we didn't have time to grow in before or that we didn't have access to. I have heard from so many people that like, well, before COVID, I would have had to like travel to New York to take this course that I wanted to take, but now they've moved in online. Like how great is that? Like you can have access to things that we didn't have access to before. So and I'm I choosing to be You positive. taking this opportunity and really capitalizing on it right now to be able to provide a yoga teacher training on the platform, basically that like, it doesn't have to be in real life. You can still get the same quality of education through this program. I think that's really big. So can I ask you what led you to sort of be like a serial entrepreneur? I know before uh, we hit record, we talked a little bit of things that you've done in the past. Was there a reason why you didn't join an already existing kind of program that was running and decided to do something here? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's a couple of things there. I, I, what Karina is talking about, what you're talking about, what Karina, third person, um, what I you're talking it. about. I do that when I do solo casts, I'll always be like, yeah, so we are saying, and I'm like, 
Okay, wait, it's just me, me here. There's no <laughs> Um, I owned a doula company was, I think, I mean, I'm trying to think probably earlier, like lemonade stand, maybe when I was young, but my first serious business was as a doula and childbirth educator. And I think, you know, I'm so grateful for that. I don't do that work as much anymore. Um, because I'm quite busy doing MOGA, but at the time that was, there was no option. Like if you wanted to do that, you had to create your own business and I don't do anything like half-assed for sure. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll run my own business. And then I'm like, wait, but what's this like marketing thing about? And like, how do you effectively run a business? And like, how do I get more clients and how do I take over the world? And so like, (laughs) as I learned like every new thing, um, you know, entrepreneurship just became, um, just really important to me. And, and, you know, I could say like, I wanted the freedom of this, or I wanted all those things that you hear about entrepreneurship, but I just really wanted to like build something and like, I, I feel like I almost entrepreneurship. I, I like a challenge. Like I like a puzzle. I like creating solutions and figuring out like why something's not working and fixing it. And then the other thing I'll talk about is MOGA was actually established before I came around Now it started out as just classes for moms and um, was moving kind of in the direction. uh, The founder was doing really well at classes for moms and wanted to move in the direction of more online teacher trainings. And so I joined the company a really pivotal time. And I think like, you know, yeah, I didn't start it myself, but I think when you join a company as the owner, you're like coming in and saying, it's almost harder, honestly, you're coming in and you're saying like, okay, what's going on here and how can I specifically make it so much better? And, um, I really love that I was able to come in with something that had bones and see my own future for it. And, um, am now the only person running the company, although of course I have a support of a team and we've just taken it to like all new heights, which I'm super excited about. We've been able to, you know, breach into breach. Maybe that's not the right word. Take over. We've been able to train yoga teachers in eight different countries now. And, um, I just really love that entrepreneurship and online entrepreneurship has allowed us to support yoga teachers all over the world, create communities for moms um, in places that they might not have if they didn't have that access to online. I wonder too, if you can speak to, do you feel that these are deeper connections that you're making with your clients because you're watching them go through this process, right? You're watching them get bigger every week when they come back to their classes. And then the next time they come back and the babes in their arms, I feel like that client relationship that like not to say that I'm just seeing people as dollar signs, but your return of investment on something like this would be a lot easier comeback than just being a plain old regular yoga teacher. Is that correct? Or like uh, just assuming here? Totally. The, the incentive, I mean, there's tons of incentives, but one of the incentives for yoga teachers to niche into prenatal and start teaching prenatal and mom and baby, um, for sure is a deeper connection to their students. We have a quiz right now that people can take, like, should you become a prenatal yoga teacher? And that is one of the things is like, do you want to have a deeper relationship with your students? Because you will, we have, you know, so we are definitely more on the side of things that we're supporting the teachers 
in then going and teaching their students. So we don't hear from the students as much as we do from the teachers and the teachers will send us messages like, I just got this amazing message from a student who thanked me for helping her like um, that she had an amazing childbirth and that she really attributed a lot to it to the, her yoga teaching, which like if you haven't taken prenatal yoga um, might seem like, whoa, that's like an over exaggeration. Um, but they get these messages all the time thanking them. And I think part of it is that as a yoga teacher, you're really creating safe spaces for moms. You're like letting people come as they are and you're holding a safe space for them and you're directing them to like let go of all their shit and breathe and move and connect. And so you're sometimes like one of the safest people in their lives throughout a really vulnerable period. So they super value you. And it's just, it's a, such a different connection than just like walking into a class for 60 minutes, like not remembering that yoga teacher's name and leaving. So I find a lot of our students wind up having this as their favorite classes to teach because they just get that feedback all the time and they get that like that feeling that they were originally looking for when they wanted to go into yoga when they wanted to start teaching yoga they did it because they're like I want to help people and like I want them to feel the way I've felt and um, I think that sometimes a lot of some of our teachers this is like the first time that they're really getting that is when they're teaching pre and postnatal yoga that's really powerful that's like, I'm yeah. sitting here just like, mm-hmm, tell me more. Keep talking. Go. Cool. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm sitting here like, <laughs> am I talking too much? Because I could no. talk about this for hours. But it's it's really, you know, you know, as a mom, like, it's a really vulnerable time in your life. And um, to have people who are really well trained and, you know, something that makes our program a little bit different is that we don't just train like how to do the poses. So we're not just like, okay, these are the poses you can teach and these are the poses you can't teach. We talk about like how to mother the mother and like how to really hold space for women and what mental health um, issues are common in prenatal and postnatal and how to be inclusive of all moms. So we really go deeper dive into like, okay, yeah, you do need to know like what you can and can't teach. But more than that, you need to know how to like be a safe person for a mom so that um, she can get what she wants, which is by from coming to your class, which is not just they might think that all they want is yoga, but they really want like connection and they want to be seen and they want to like feel a little bit better emotionally and physically. So you need a little bit more info to do that. So we've really built out this program to be, um, I want to say holistic, but what I mean by that is like understanding all facets of a mother. Right. That's powerful. And that's really, I think the way that we treat individuals and their issues, right? They're not their issues, but as a yoga teacher, I think you do deal with a lot more than just the physical present body. You're watching mm -hmm. people's mannerisms and the way they're holding space. And just, you can tell so much by their body, body postures, even when they're going through the, the motions, right? And even when they're going through the poses, you can tell when somebody's having a rough day or, or a bad day. I want to back up a little bit and talk a little bit about, we kind of graze about like um, how yoga is so powerful. Uh, mm -hmm. for prenatal care and, and just getting the body moving. And I think that one of the things that can happen when we are pregnant and we think we're doing the best, we're rushing, there is so much inherited stress that the baby can take on that this is really the time. Like if you have a planned pregnancy or even if it's an unplanned pregnancy, this is the time to really center yourself and learn how to meditate and self-calm yourself. Because 
a lot of this, like it's been scientifically proven that these are things that last with your children for long after they're born, right? Is this anything that you can speak to a little mm-hmm. bit? Totally. And I think I want to add there that like there are things that last with your children and there are things that last with you. And um, that is just as important because, you know, your kids are going to pick up on what you're putting down. And I mean, I will say this and then anyone out there who knows me, like I'm a bit of a hot mess. So I'm like, I'm, somehow my kids are still calm, even though I'm like not always that very calm meditative yogi. But to your question, like um, there is so many benefits to prenatal yoga. And I think the main for us, like what I teach our yoga teachers is that the main things that you're trying to help your students with are calming down and being present in their body. And I mean, calming down can sound like super negative, but literally just like letting it all go and calming down by being in their body and being with their breath and then preparing for childbirth. But again, that can come to Um, breathing really. I mean, I was a childbirth educator for many years and um, I did hypnobirthing instruction and and all those things that um, again are really helpful to stay calm. And you can learn that in prenatal yoga. So prenatal yoga has like so many different layers to it of Mm -hmm. why you go. I think a lot of people don't go for those reasons. Like I think a lot of pregnant moms, if they've never been to prenatal yoga, they're like, Yeah. And we're like, this is a thing you do. Like you're supposed to go to prenatal yoga. Like everyone talks about it. You're supposed to do it. Yeah. And um, then they go and they're finding that they're, they might not even realize it, but they feel a little bit better after they leave and they're a little bit calmer. And I like to tell our teachers in their training to um, really help moms take those tools off the mat. So make them super Mm -hmm. actionable and talk about that. Like, you know, talk about how they can use this tool in everyday life. So then when they're like, you know, pregnant and they're rushing and they're trying to do everything and they're like in the car and they hit a red light, they know that at that moment they have like, you know, maybe 15 seconds at the red light to use their yoga tools to like take some deep breaths and release some tension in their body and then go on with their life a little bit calmer. So that's how I like to think about it is that, you know, all yoga in general, but prenatal yoga especially is just helping you um, feel a little bit calmer and feel a little bit better, mostly off the mat. Like it's not just what you're doing in those 60 minutes. So as a pre and postnatal teacher, um, are you preparing your students to teach both in real life and online? Like, is that also like a thing that you're kind of saying, okay, these are the benefits that you have here. And this is the benefits of what we have here. Cause I don't know about where you're at, but my yoga studio has opened back up. I'm actually, we're able to go, I go to Ariel. And so they have the slings and I mean, it's a real nightmare for them to you clean them every, after every single class and sanitize the whole place, but they're doing it and it's awesome. Right. So how is it that you're sort of presenting to the, in the online teaching training to like, you know, is it depending on just like where people live too, you know, yeah, like no, access? I mean, we have students all around the world. So we have definitely um, added a whole section on how to bring your classes online and cool. we take them through everything, like what platforms you need to look into, how to make your decision, um, how to sign up how to set up a payment processing, you know, I feel like a lot of yoga teachers do not get into teaching yoga to become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Like that was not the goal, which I can relate to. Um, I, you know, as a 
doula way back when I just wanted to be a doula and I was like oh hey I have to become an entrepreneur and so we try and do a lot of that work for them so that they can just focus on what they love doing um, and then we have a lot of our, our program includes kind of like a business in a box so they get to teach MOGA classes so they use our license we give them the sequences they can of course create their own but I think that's key to kind of getting started quickly we give them all the waivers and marketing materials and all that stuff that like kind of makes their eyes spin when they first start learning about it. We do it all for them so that they can just focus on teaching yoga. And so all that stuff, it makes it super easy to get started online or in person really quickly. And um, yeah, I think, you know, some of our teachers are back to teaching in person and some are just teaching online. And um, either way, we're there to coach them. So with the weekly live coaching calls, they can hop on and chat with us and be like, hey, like nobody showed up for my online class today. What am I doing wrong? Wow. Or like so yeah. much, so much. You guys are doing so much support wise. This is a crazy, awesome program that you're talking about. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about how we can find you? Moga is the name of your business, right? Yeah, it's Moga Moms. I mean, we go to Moga, Moga Moms, whatever, but our URL, our URL, <laughs> our website okay. is called mogamoms.com. So you can find us on there. And um, we are opening our program for enrollment. We open it four times a year for enrollment so that we can do all that support stuff um, and be super accessible to our teachers as they learn and as they grow. So our next program in enrollment date is October 2nd to October 9th. And that's it for 2020. And you can, of course, also find us on social media, on Facebook. Um, we're all over the place. But um, yeah, our website is probably a good place to start. I will have all of those linked within the show notes, guys, so you can click through and do all of that. Um, I want to ask you, because you are just like a little fireball, where does your inspiration come from? I feel like you're going to just tell me like, it's just here. I just have it. It's within me. <laughs> like, who do you take inspiration from? Where does this fire come from to just know that you can do these things? Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, I think it comes from a lot of places, you know, I think, um, thinking back on like some of the defining moments of my life, I was thinking about this the other day of like, you know, what's gotten me to where I am today. And I actually think this is going to like, maybe not be the answer you're looking for, but I think a lot of them are actually rooted in trauma. And I just want to say like, some of my favorite people are like people who have experienced maybe more like challenging events or traumatic events in their life. And they were just like, I got to figure this out yeah. and I got to do better. And this is not how I want to live. And I want something more. So I definitely think like I was just born with an inherent passion. Probably I've always been like a little bit of a firecracker and overly outgoing. And again, like you, Karina, like talks too much and is always trying to get people to like follow me into some sort of like disaster as a child. Um, so definitely there's like a part of that that is just who I am. But I think there's an, also a part of it is like, um, I've faced a lot of challenges in my life. And when you are faced with a lot of challenges, you just like buck up and you figure it out and you come out as a better person. So I think a lot of what keeps me moving in a direction is kind of the confidence that I know I can overcome anything and that I can figure anything out. And I just like have that unwavering, well, no, that's not true. I waver all the time. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, I think that your beauty is in that you know that you're honest, you're truthful, right? Yeah, I mean, I waver a lot, but I also think, yeah, I just think, you know, don't avoid challenge. I think challenge and trauma or whatever you want to call it 
can be your best resource as well. I think this is amazing advice. I'm not, not, I'm not disappointed in this at all. This is music to our ears, isn't it guys? <laughs> this really is. So do you have routines or anything that keep you structured? Because I know you said you're hot mess express and that's like me too. Like, <laughs> yeah. hello, mama, three boys, just like yeah. a mess all the time. So totally. you must have some routines that you do stick to, to char- like you're super successful. You're not just willy nillying this. Tell me some tips. Give me something. Yeah, like I'm definitely a planner for sure. So okay, wait, I, planners, let's I know you're talking about like just planning things out, but are you a paper planner or an online digital person? Just real quick. Um, I am a paper planner, but I nice. also put it all in line. Like I do like all the systems. <laughs> and I am all about like, you know, I have my like task manager and I have my customer, like, you know, it's one of the things I get people asking me, like, can I pick your brain? Like I'm starting a business and I'm like, systems, systems, yes. systems. Yeah. Like, don't do another thing until you have a system. Um, So I'm definitely, definitely a planner. I take tons of notes. You know, if you could see my office right now, I have like giant post-its all over the walls and, um, you know, but I don't think you need that as well. I think, I think you, you just need to take one step at a time. And when things are really challenging my business or overwhelming or the post-it notes seem like too much and I'm just like having one of those wavering moments, I feel like I you know, rein it all in. And I'm like, what's the right next step? And then just focus on like one step at a time. So I like to plan when I'm not like overwhelmed and stressed. And then when I'm overwhelmed and stressed, I just like hone in to like one right decision. That's really good advice because I know a lot of people that listen are not your typical like type A, everything's neat and tidy. I'm kind of a blend of both messy and ornery. And it was funny the other day on my Instagram, I said to all my people, like I put a poll out there. I was like, okay, my husband's at home for two weeks. Like he was off on holidays and I wasn't getting any work done. And I thought it was because he was home, right? I got a buddy here. I got things we're doing Mm -hmm. things. But really it was because my office was a mess and I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I could not even feel inspired to do anything in here. And it just made me feel nuts being in here, trying to find what I'm looking for. And so I put a poll out there being like, are you guys like this? Like, can you not get work done? Like who else is around that's kind of like this? And you know, when you are messy, but you know what every single thing is. Yes. Well, I don't because I am definitely not the messy person, Karina, (laughs) but I get what you're saying, you know? (laughs) And sometimes it's just like when there's the kids and all the added, like all the added little bits of paper that come with the added extra people in your house, it just gets overwhelming. And so I really like your advice that it's just like, sometimes I just take a second and I take a look at those post-its and it's just take a breath. Remember what we're doing. Bigger picture things I think help too. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I so mean, many. like I should probably like get it tattooed on my like body somewhere that like you eat an elephant. I know it's so corny, but you eat an elephant one bite at a time. And I think that like when things do feel overwhelming, like I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, you know, especially during quarantine, like we're not quarantined where I am right now, but um, we're keeping small bubbles. But when I was quarantined in the house with my children and my husband and like we had an au pair live with us and um, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is too much. Like, what can I do? And it's like, okay, I just need to do one thing. <laughs> like, um, And then, you know, when you get the chance to organize for sure, at least that's what works for me. But, um, you know, overwhelm happens. And I think your surroundings, it makes so much sense that we're impacted by our surroundings. I think, you know, COVID has taught us that if nothing else. (laughs) I have not painted and renovated more than in this time, because I think I'm just kind of 
at home and you're looking at things and you're thinking like, this could be better. This could be better. Let's make everything better. Right. And, uh, yeah, it might. Yeah. I decided to like start a garden. I was like, you know what I should do? I mean, don't get too excited because everything's dying right now, but, (laughs) um, you know, we're home. I'm like, I'm going to be home so much. I'm going to have so much time. I am going to like plant like 20 boxes, like 20 planters. Cause I just can't do anything half-assed like I mentioned. And I was like, turn this whole backyard into a garden. And now I'm like sadly staring at it. Like, Oh, look at those die. <laughs> <laughs> next, so, there's always next year. You know what? It was not a good growing year at all. We didn't, I don't know what it was really like in Kamloops, but down here on the coast, it was like, just cool. Like it wasn't really hot. We had maybe two weeks where it got kind of high, but yeah. my, nothing really grew in my garden. So don't worry. Don't chalk it up to you. Okay. Chalk it it wasn't me then. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah weather. (laughs) So before we go, I ask every single guest, if you were stranded on a desert island or wherever you would be stranded and you had the choice of one of these things, what would it be? And the choices were chocolate and wine and cheese and like all these lovely decadent things. Julie, my guess for you, I feel like you would want the wine, but you would go for the chocolate first. Is this right? A thousand percent. (laughs) If I had to choose to live without something, it would definitely not be chocolate. Like I might like, you know, kick the kids off the island before I kick the chocolate off the island. Oh God, that's too funny. So are you like dark chocolate? Are you milk chocolate? Are you? No, I don't discriminate. I am up for all the chocolate. All of it. All All of it. it. Interesting. (laughs) So what's your favorite chocolate bar? Oh, okay. Favorite chocolate bar. This is a serious question I should have prepared for. Oh, I'm getting like all the chocolate out of you right now. Like I want to know because people love this part of the question. I love Purdy's hedgehogs. Those (gasps) things are amazing. But if I had to just like go to the regular store and get a chocolate bar, um, just like at Cadbury Dairy Milk. It's so simple. Mm, I like their fruit and nut. Do you know I'm not a fruit and nut person? I'm like, give me the chocolate. I did not want anything healthy in this bar. (laughs) I'm like a health nut where it's like, if I have to cheat, can there be nuts and fruit in it? So it's not bad, like not totally bad. Oh, that's too funny. So have you ever done like the 70 or 85% chocolate? What's your feel on that? Yeah, I actually love it too. I love it. You just can't eat as much of it. So like if I'm really like feeling chocolate, like I'm like, okay, like I want a full like king size chocolate bar right now. Yeah, you can't do Um, that. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know that I could do like an 80% full size, but like a Cadbury dairy milk, like goes down smooth. My one grandma at Christmas time when we were kids, she'd always get us like chocolate or whatever. And I don't know if you ever had these, you know, those like seashell chocolates that are like white. Oh, and so good. Like Gilead, when you said hedgehogs, I was like, oh my God, seashells are kind of like hedgehogs. They are. Mm. They are, aren't they? It's like an, is it hazelnut or something? It must be. It's like almost like a Nutella situation. We could do like a whole episode just on chocolate. On chocolate. Everybody, are you like ready to go get your chocolate for the day? Because I feel like we're going to leave you on that note. Julie, thank you so much. Again, her online pre and postnatal yoga teacher training is available at her website. Again, it's all linked on our website. This is the time to do something like this, you guys, because how long is the course, by the way? Um, So it's at your own pace and it's 65. I know. Yeah. Can you like... There's nothing wrong with this program. There's like every single thing that I asked you to be like, maybe they didn't do marketing. Maybe they didn't do that. You literally have jam packed this course so full that like, wow, it sounds amazing. I can't wait to go check all this out. 
Yeah, I mean, we do it all. I mean, we really want to make, I think, like, having a bigger mission helps there that we want to, like, really make sure that these teachers are well-equipped to help us on our mission of impacting more moms. So, yeah, it's it's at your own pace. And so it can take, like, you know, I would say it's about 65 hours. Um of content but then of course there's a weekly coaching and you can come back to that like so we do that coaching way beyond when they're certified like they could come back in five years and be like hey i had this like happen like i'm gonna hop on a coaching call and get some coaching around it um and so yeah our what was i saying there yeah online so some people like you know bang it out in like a month and some people take like six months or a year typical yoga training if you went and had it done like the old school way remember how you like had to go to india pretty well to get it done um those were like 100 hour courses right yeah so it just depends like your regular so your base level what most people do is a 200 hour yoga teacher training but that is to teach yoga to everyone and then when you would upgrade to prenatal or postnatal or learn just that style of yoga i mean it really ranges there's some programs out there that are like 20 hours and then there's some that are up to 100 hours so it's really a range and i think we've found like kind of the sweet spot that we kind of cut the fluff karina like we're like like, hey, what do you really know? Like, listen, I tell this to people all the time. I love a good yoga class where like somebody like puts a crystal on my forehead and like chants for an hour. Like that is like fills yeah. my soul. But like we have cut all that kind of stuff from our program. We still honor, of course, the origins of yoga and the philosophy and all of that. But we make sure that you are like in there to get what's going to help you teach moms and that you can learn some of that extra stuff that you want to incorporate on your own. So we found kind of that sweet spot around 65 hours. Awesome. It sounds like you guys are really focused on just the ongoing support too, because like you say, a lot of the instructors that are coming into your program are already certified instructors. So they don't need your core basics. Like have a lot of these people been doing it for some time before coming into your program, I'd assume. Yeah, I would say we get a mix. So because we give, you know, we we will accept people who you can get the program if you've never taught yoga before um, and don't have a base training. You can still come through the program. We have even just lots of pregnant people who want to come for their own education or we've had midwives do it. We've had doulas do it. Um, a little bit of everyone. But um you know, we are super focused on the pre and postnatal and give you everything you need to know, um, including, you know, that support, but also like all the ready-made sequences and like a really easy guide of what to teach and what not to teach. And some of those things that support your like extra bit of confidence in going out and starting teaching. So we do have a lot of people that already have a base training of yoga, but we also have a lot of people who don't. That's really, I'm really glad that you mentioned that, that even just plain old moms, are taking that their health into their own hands and you know doing this because 10 years ago we didn't we really didn't it wasn't even and a thing that I feel like was out there to find yeah well I'm glad we're around now I mean um let's rewind 10 years but um yeah the future now I have a podcast and I can tell way more people about it and affect it on a better way so it's all good in the hood. Julie, you have been a total joy today on the show. You guys go follow her on all of the things and check out the program. If this even sparked an ounce of interest, it has found sparked interest in me and I have no interest in being a yoga trainer. So I can't (laughs) believe that nobody would follow through on this. Thanks again so much, Julie. Thank you, Karina. It was great being here. 
still here? What do you think? Pretty good, right? Come on, you totally want to go stalk the Insta of my last guest, but like, if you're anything like me, you've forgotten their handle already. No worries, I got you. Head over to my website and check out the show notes from this episode. There you'll find links to my guest social hubs, all our brilliant quotables from today, and recommendations to other inspired episodes just like this. Visit KarinaLanting.com, that's K-A-R-I-N-A-L-A-N-T-I-N-G, and there you're going to be hit with gluten-free info right off the get-go. Fair warned. From tried and true recipes, meal plans, and free programs, to personal care and nutritional recommendations. I focus on sharing only certified gluten-free and vegan stuff, so celiacs feel safe here. Shop direct from my site at retail prices or become a VIP and save 20 to 40% off the items you are already buying, like protein powder, energy drinks, mascara, or like an eye cream that is free of toxins but actually works. You know what I mean? Okay, now that I've got you all hyped up, go online shopping at my certified boutique at karinalending.com. Or you can sign up for my weekly chat attack at the footer of my website. And you know what? I'm sure I'll be chirping in your ear another time soon here at the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. Now, go follow me and all my friends on all the things.